Hey, Amanda. Hey, Tommy. Hey, what the hell? You're not Amanda. No, I'm not. No, who are you? Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> no, I'm Kyle. Oh, welcome, Kyle. Oh, is Amanda. I'm here. You're here, too. Hey, it's May the 4th, at least the day the episode comes out. Did you know that? I did only because you made me watch a certain movie. Right, because it kind of like sounds kind of like May the 4th. If you're, if you're Ben Mendelsohn, you're basically saying it that way. You're like, May the 4th. That's how they probably came up with this. We celebrate Star Wars on the, at the beginning of May for, for this. So I just kind of ruined it, but that's the movie you saw. That is what I saw. And we brought on our uh, family Star Wars expert, Kyle, here with us today. So we are talking all things Star Wars today. On Can We Talk About... finally talk about star wars star wars so uh i'm a star wars virgin you've never seen so we've i think i don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast you had never seen any star wars any of them not the movies i we watched what would you call them the tv shows the series the series yeah okay so i've watched mandalorian okay boba fett okay and andor but up until the, they came out, never yeah. watched Star Wars. Which is funny because they all reference Star Wars. Movies, yeah. the movies. And you were, you probably did not understand the references or the... Does the, Do the shows explain enough so you understand it? Yes and no, but I will say uh, I didn't have a lot of say in whether I was going to watch those shows. Okay. Uh, my fiancé was like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> he wanted The to. Mandalorian is coming out. Yeah. And I was like, this is better than watching golf. Yes, we'll watch this. And then so we we watched them and I loved I treat I did love them. Yeah. But that is also because he grew up in a family who's loves Star Wars, and that leads us to our next special guest. Yeah, we have a special Kyle, guest. Kyle, say hi. Hi, I'm Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah. That was really good. So Kyle is uh, your uh, almost brother-in-law, kind of. Uh, basically. Basically brother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, grew up a Star Wars. Did you you grew up? So because to Amanda's point, apparently the household grew up on Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars was something that our dad definitely got us into and that it didn't take much. It It was like. Here are the movies. Yeah. We watched them. And immediately it was like, I remember, I don't, I don't want to toot my own horn as the biggest Star Wars fan, yeah. but uh, I are. definitely yeah. took it and ran with it yeah. and, uh, you know, made it part of my identity as if, <laughs> as if they were films that had just come out. Yeah. So like I experienced them probably with just as much magic as people when they came out because I was totally a fan yeah. Watched them over and over again. If they were ever on TV, I was always like, no, wait, we have to watch Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, it's a marathon. Okay, we're watching all of them. See, what's funny is I didn't grow up on Star Wars. Like, they were there. My family was never into it. I didn't discover it until, I think, later in life. And even at that point, it might have been after the prequels, which... I feel like I mean I don't I have to get, I'll get your take at some point on it maybe even right now but like on the concept like the prequels whether or not they were good or bad or this is good guys because I have no fucking yeah, you don't opinion know what we're whatsoever yeah. but I will say this <laughs> I did not grow up in a Star Wars household but I grew up with a mother who loved sci-fi shit yeah like 
we always were a Lord of the Rings. She read it to us when we were younger, big J.R. Tolkien fans. So we we were fantasy people, but not Star Wars, <laughs> which I don't know why. And also, I will say this before you guys divulge. Yeah. It still blows my mind because you are not a fantasy person, Tom. I'm not. But so this was different. Why is this different, though? I don't know. Computers and space and that kind of stuff. Like, I'm into space adventures. I can get into that. But I don't know, like if it's like dragons, I'm like, I, if it's we're new worlds and universes, I'm like, OK, I can get into that. If it's like it's Earth, but there's a dragon. I'm like, no, I can't. I don't believe it. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. But something you mentioned there, too, you sent me a text in prep for this when you were getting ready to watch the movie. I'm nervous. And you're like, wait a second. Which one am I supposed to watch? Because the one you no told me idea. says it's part four. <laughs> and I'm like, so I, yeah, I know. <laughs> so. I would normally explain this, but actually, I feel I feel like Kyle, you're up. Kyle, you're more of an expert than I am, so I feel like you need to explain the concepts of the numbering system behind stars for anyone else that might be in Amanda's seat who doesn't understand the movie. Yeah, so yeah, you know, George Lucas came up with a, a cinematic masterpiece, and uh, well, it, he he came up with a story to tell in in three movies, uh, Star Wars. At the time, it came out just as Star Wars, a release in theaters under that name. And then the sequel to that was Empire Strikes Back. And then a sequel to that was Return of the Jedi. And these three movies lived on their own for a long time. There was a Christmas special in there that nobody really <laughs> likes to talk about. You're not supposed but, to talk uh, about it. You know, but it's it's interesting. And there's an, an Easter eggs one. in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That, that would be that would be a good one for you to to get into. Yeah, uh, but so at come come the years uh, is it two thousand or nine when, when the prequels was, came out? Yeah, I want to say it was ninety nine. Maybe I'll, 90, I'll check it. Yeah, yeah. ninety nine was when it. I mean, before that, obviously, it was established. But the Phantom Menace, uh, basically, three prequels are being made. Yeah, at this time, and the Phantom Menace kicks it off. Followed by Attack of the Clones. Yeah. And then Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So now these movies are <laughs> technically <laughs> in in the chronology are movies one, two, and three. This is bullshit. Harry Potter goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Well, that's where the magic comes yeah. in, is that the magic of counting, chronology. The time turner is uh there you go. This is bullshit. Yeah. But uh and then and then more recently, yeah, you have the sequels which <laughs> sequels to you know, you you wait, sequels wait, 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 to wait, sequels. sequels to the sequels <laughs> that came out before the prequels. Wait, uh, by the way, you guys are sharing a mic and so we got Hold on. Okay. We can't hear you, Amanda. Sequels yeah. to what? Because you've already said sequels many a time. Yeah. No, I I said prequels. <laughs> yeah. So prequels are pre, they come yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> Sequels come after. So, okay. So the original three that came out became sequels in a way. Wait, wait, wait. To... We still haven't even talked about the one I, re- I watched. Yeah. You so did. you that, watched yeah. Star Wars Episode Four, mm-hmm. which is now called A New Hope. <laughs> Initially released as just Star Wars. But when Star Wars was established as meaning 
as as being the entire universe, yeah. they had to name the movie something different. So they named it okay. A New Hope. Okay, wait. So this is the first, the one I watched, is that the first one that came out in movie theaters? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the first one that came out in movie theaters that started everything. Do you decide to rename all the movies in your franchise? I was going to ask Kyle that. Is that when the prequels came out? They're like, oh, we got to go back and name rename that because they weren't for what it's worth. It's not like in 1977, uh, George Lucas is like, all right, this is episode four. Like it came out. It was just this is part one. And then when they did the prequels, they're like, all right, we're going to put out three of them. So now the first one I put out in 1977 is actually part four of this whatever. And then the new ones that came out in the 2000s or the late, like the recent ones with like Rise of the Skywalker and all that, that are, that's, those are sequels to the original three that came out back in the 70s and 80s. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. That, <laughs> I got it right. That checks yes, out. You. Okay. So, okay. but wait, okay. So you got to swivel the mic back to you, Amanda, a little bit or like, but what I'm was, ready. so what is your like initial thoughts coming out of watching what is we've now understood is episode four a new hope okay so the only star wars like interaction i had yeah growing up yeah was watching that 70s show when eric <laughs> foreman loses his ever loving shit over star wars the first time he sees it yeah and i get it because I I mean, obviously wasn't alive in 1977 when it came out, but I can imagine the sci-fi, the effects, the whole world, all of that up to that point had not existed on television. Am I correct? Basically, yeah. I mean, it's really funny. And Wait, I don't when know. When was Star Trek? Oh, OK. Start? <laughs> uh, now, I I am the farthest thing from knowing much about Star Trek. Yeah, I am. Pretty sure Star Trek existed for a long time before this. It did. It was, yeah. Maybe not a long time, but yeah. long enough compared to yeah, what it was time in the is in our, our lives now. But but Star Trek didn't have like to your like the thing you mentioned there, like the special effects and all that were groundbreaking for Star Wars. And it's funny because there were so many, especially in like the late 70s, there were so many ripoffs of Star Wars that you can see what technology was like back then because all these other ripoffs and I was mentioning like I've watched Mystery Science Theater 3000 I love it there are a lot of movies they cover from like 78 79 80 that basically try to be Star Wars again but they they don't have the technology they don't have the ability they don't have the detail quality it's just garbage so yeah. Okay. So all right, I get it. Yeah. If I if I had watched that in theaters when that came out, I would have fucking lost my shit. Yeah. So I get it. Everything, the build up, the scrolling screen, yeah. like all of that stuff. Love it. But watching it, I was like, okay, I could very easily see had I watched this maybe younger, uh -huh. how I would make it my identity. I get that. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's like like you have with I Harry have it. It's in, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know that that's in my DNA, but I will also say totally get why every young boy wanted to fuck Carrie Fisher because the minute that she's in that like little prison cell yeah. and the door opens up yeah. and she says like, oh, you're really short for a stormtrooper. She's like laying there in a straight fuck me pose. And I was like, I get it. 
I get it now. It's all coming together. I like how that's what you latched on to. The rest of us are like, spaceships, lasers. Yeah, no, and you're no, no. like, I oh, got yeah. The, I got that too. But I was like, oh, <laughs> there it is. Now that's why every nerd's dream is to have their girlfriend dress up like Princess Leia. Well, it's not the golden bikini scene. I okay, understand. I know, yeah. But I do know about that, yeah, right? Like okay. I know about You know that. about the Slave Leia yeah, thing. Yeah, you haven't yeah. seen it yet, but haven't you know it seen exists. it. I know about it. Yeah. I had an action figure of the Slave Leia. <laughs> uh how old were you? How sticky was it? Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh I plead the fifth. <laughs> oh no. How did of course you had to get us to like a Star Wars conversation. Absolutely. Also, I will say uh Young Harrison Ford, what a dream. I did learn, mm-hmm. um, my fiance told me, that he was not meant to be that the lead, right? Like, he was just doing table reads. Oh, he thought that movie was going to be hot garbage. He, yeah. I think when it was filming... Like, Sylvester was, Stallone was <laughs> an idea for that part. John Travolta. That's fucking wild. Hey, Chewie, welcome to the spaceship. Also, I'm trying to think of all the other things people told me. Oh, the C-3PO's leg being silver. That's like a Mandela yeah. effect. People are so sure that he was 100% gold. I also thought he was 100% gold. I had no clue. Kyle? Yeah. I thought he was 100% gold. Yeah. Who okay. would have known? Uh, the, and the last one was the the on shop first. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Cantina the, scene. Okay. So the epi- the version you watched, I don't know where you watched it, but did disney plus okay <laughs> okay uh-oh so there's the scene Wait, there's a different version yeah oh my god yeah kyle kyle, kyle come to the kyle mic step to the mic i'll back yeah. up okay how many different how many variation scenes are there so wait but wait amanda before before kyle explains there's the scene in the in the cantina, cantina yes and does someone fire at han solo and then he fires greedo greedo is his name he's a he's a rodian so does Greedo shoot I've been to a at what? Han and then he like moves his head and then he shoots back and kills him? I don't fucking know. Okay. All I know <laughs> is that the guy that's, I work with, yeah. Robert, who I was talking to him this morning, said there's a whole fucking world about the, yeah. the shoot verse. Do I should probably care more? I know. I get it. But yeah. I have no idea. I just know that there's t-shirts on the internet. I looked it up Han on the first. train and it said Han shot first. Well, where you, do we stand people? Okay. So let me explain. So, and I think you and I talked about this. I don't even think it was on the podcast. I think it was somewhere else about uh, Steven Spielberg recently came out and there was, we did the ET thing where he changed their guns to walkie talkies. And then he was, and then people had given him a lot of crap about that. And then he was like, yeah, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. That was a stupid thing to do. The movie is the movie. I should just let it be. The Han shot first thing was Steven Spielberg and obviously George Lucas have worked together a bunch and they're buddies. George Lucas in that scene, they're just sitting there and then Han shoots Greedo. Greedo? 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 Greedo. With a hard G. <laughs> I, like, I like how it, like, instead of spell check. Kyle's like, I he's have... a Sagittarius. Uh, his favorite food is people and... Some some people have spell check. I have Star Wars check with uh with with Kyle, um, and so yeah. So in the regular the original scene, Han was just like screw this guy and then shoots him at the table. But then they're like, oh, but he's you can't shoot first. Like that makes you the bad guy. So when they did re releases and remasters, George Lucas changed a bunch of scenes. And one of the things he changed was that they added a fake laser shot at Han, and then they like in after effects like tilted his head or his head whatever it was as if he like 
his whole body doesn't move and then his head just kind of tilts like avoids a thing and he shoots his his laser gun and kills the guy in retaliation rather than Kyle looks first. upset with this description yeah yeah, uh, yeah it's just it's called a blaster pistol <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh it's not a laser gun. I thought I, I I thought you were getting upset about the the scene, and you're getting upset because I'm like laser gun, and you're like it's a blaster pistol. Let's let's stay on. No, you're uh, you're <laughs> you, you're eighty seven percent right. Scene, it's uh, it's as much as I know. I actually okay. don't. Okay. You know, like I I mainly know content. I'm not I'm not so savvy to the. I want the. Uh, I like the Hollywood the back, business. The, the fun facts stuff. of it. I think yeah. I, I I might have a couple, but yeah. But uh, yeah, my my yeah. my uh, if I have any expertise, it's on the Hollywood business drama side of the world. And that's the part that I care about or or apparently lean into. Uh, so, yeah. OK, so I, I guess you didn't you didn't even notice, Amanda, whether Han shot first or not. But you're just didn't like, give oh. a fuck. <laughs> yeah, didn't give a fuck. Uh, so would it change? Would it change your no. feelings on Han Solo, whether or not he just killed people at whim or. No. Yeah. Because especially no. it's at the beginning of the movie anyway, where it's like, oh, we like he hasn't built his character arc where he cares yet. So he is a piece of shit. To me, he's a pompous little fucktard the whole movie. Yeah. So if yeah, he gets shoot first, it matches Who his cares? personality. Yeah, yeah. Shoot. That guy's ugly looking. So I get it. <laughs> uh, a scruffy looking nerf herder, yeah. if you will. <laughs> Did you just describe yourself? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, maybe that's what you lean into. Yeah. Um, you said you built your personality around it. So. Well, yeah, I, I guess that's that's a uh, strong statement, but definitely, you know, owned half the cast in uh, action figures and oh, watching it several times over and a day, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's. I mean, I guess not to a not to an extreme degree, but okay, it definitely is is kind of like that warm part of your personality that you you just fall back yeah. on and just always find comfort in and especially since it's grown to the extreme levels of the the background the canon the lore and and all the new shows yeah the clone wars animated series which i have a, a <laughs> huge huge heart on for yeah. you're I'm not a huge you're huge not the first rat uh i've had i have other friends who are huge star wars fans and I don't know what it is, but they're also like, yeah, no, Clone Wars car- like cartoon series is like the best, some of the best uh, stories. And uh, again, knowing the backwards Hollywood part, I know that they've pulled in some characters and things that have been introduced in that series into the live action series of like Mandalorian or, or Andor or the, some of the other ones. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I got 100% yeah. on that. And, uh, and I mean, one of the best things about the Clone Wars animated show is just the different themes that they can get into they get into political themes they get into you know just the the whole concept of uh you know politics and people paying for these wars yeah they actually address that which was addressed in uh the rise of skywalker yeah um where they (laughs) where, where where they had a political aspect to it this is movie eight in the chronology yeah. movie number eight <laughs> Amanda's lost of the main yeah. of the Skywalker Palpatine saga. Can I, I'm going to, I'm going to jump ahead and do something I probably, I, I normally wouldn't do, but we were, we, we were talking before this and Amanda, you explicitly said, I don't care about spoilers or, or things. I don't. Okay. I'm going to tell you something that I want to like, so what did you think about like, 
there's the relationship between Luke and Leia, and there's the relationship between like uh, Le- I know they kiss, and okay. I know that they're siblings. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna burst because, your bubble there. No, I was okay. on TikTok where I do all of my research as an adult, <laughs> and someone was like, "Listen, I get it. Star Wars is fucking cool, but like, you're never gonna sell me on the fact that." siblings kiss like someone fucking wrote that in and they're cool with it could you imagine if like harry potter found his sibling out in the world and was like let's cash make out and find out voldemort is our daddy like they're not gonna do that but i guess in the 70s all that flies well i don't i don't know if it was really that and i'm gonna go back to kyle for a second because the sequels weren't written originally right they were they were done at like Star Wars is a, was a surprise hit. It was yes. supposed to be like its own little thing, and then it turned out that it, people loved it. And they're like, you know what this needs? Eight more movies, three TV shows. Like but back in the 70s, they only got, I mean, the 80s too, they only got the three movies. They got the original, they're like, oh, let's get some sequels here. And they get the uh, Empire Strikes Back and then uh, Return of the Jedi. And with that, they had it like, oh shit, we need more story. And then George Lucas added some more on there. So the fact that they're siblings and th- that gets revealed in the future movies, it wasn't planned out that way. It's just like, ah, sh- I came up with this great idea. I want to run with it, but they kissed. Ah, whatever. They didn't know they were, they were siblings. Who cares? So it was sort of like washed over. Kind and, of. and the kiss was, if anything, it's weirder on Luke. Cause that kiss <laughs> scene was Leia trying to make Han jealous by kissing Luke. That's, that's kind of the context of oh, that scene. It? Yeah, there, it wasn't like a a, a loving embrace. It yeah. was now Luke. Luke loved it, obviously. <laughs> but he he had also almost died at the hands of a wampa. Yeah, soon uh, a little earlier than that. Yeah, uh, and he was you know stuck, uh, held up by his feet, so all the blood was rushed to his head. Yeah. So obviously rushing different parts now, <laughs> closer to his lightsaber. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah. So, and I, and yes, I think the, you know, Star Wars came out. It was its own film. Yeah. Uh, and then it was like, okay, well, we have to continue this story. We've got yeah. something. What was like so Back they to the do Future? Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And that's where this scene is. Yeah. And it's not until Return of the Jedi where you find out. So the third film oh, where they establish, okay. okay, Luke and Leia are siblings. Yeah. And, and it's, I've always found that to be, like a, a weird reveal. It's like there's one other person that kind of has the force. And yeah. it's and you they're they're already here. They've yeah. been here the whole time. <laughs> well, I was gonna say they they kind of did the same thing with uh Back to the Future, which is they did part one at the end, they're like, Oh Marty, you gotta go come to the future. And they're like, Yay, end of film. And they're like, No, no, no we got we, we gotta do a sequel. They're like, ah, we painted ourselves into a fucking corner. Uh oh. Um, I guess he has to go to that future that Doc pulled up into the driveway with. And then Robert Zemeckis and them were like famously like we didn't want to go to the future. They actually liked going to the past because like writing the future was kind of like difficult for them. And they're like, how do you how do you just guess what 2015 looks like? Uh, spoiler alert. They were a little wrong, but not fully. Uh, we don't fly in cars. But um, but it was the same thing for Star Wars where it's like, all right, now you got to continue that story. So they had to take elements of where the story left off and then continue on. And then other fun fact, um, the original script for that movie was hot garbage. <laughs> But they fixed it in the edit, right? Is that what it is? Like it was edited to be a good movie? Yeah. I I think it there were certain aspects like Han Solo is like an alien. <laughs> um 
Like he he was basically supposed to look like what the 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 bounty hunter that he shot. Okay. Uh and I I forget the rest of it, but yeah, they so they actually released a comic book about 10 oh. years ago of the exact original script for it. Really? Okay. And I may have read the first one, but I didn't continue it. But like the art on the cover told enough. Yeah. For you to know that the, the movie that was made was the movie that should have been made. Yeah. Um. Do you know who fixed it? I'm not. I'm not asking you, Kyle. I know you know. No, I don't. Have you actually. heard of any of this, Amanda? No. So, uh, <laughs> I I've got my fun facts here, and yeah, A New Hope was considered as the title when the movie was re-released in '81. Oh. And uh, Lucas did want Star Wars to be a series, but he thought it was going to suck, <laughs> and. Steven Spielberg was the one that convinced him that it was going to be great. Everyone else thought it was going to be a shit pile. So uh, that's all I know. And it's because I'm reading it off of an article right in front of me. (laughs) That is it. But it was his wife, right? Like his wife is the one who either fixed the edit or the script. I I forget which what it was. And I know some Star Wars fans going to yell at me. If if you say so, I okay. actually don't know. This. Okay, you know, you only know. Canon. I don't know about the script edits. Yeah, no. this is the behind the scenes stuff. I obviously usually know that stuff. You're the you're you're if it's Star Wars canon, you're the expert. Absolutely, okay. cannons, blasters, lightsabers, <laughs> anything. I know. I got to remember call them blasters. Pulse cannons. There's that's the thing. Where what are the, what are the pulse cannons? From? I don't know. Okay. They're just like they're on top of all the starships destroyers. I just because Kyle's here, I have to I have to jump way way ahead for a second. Just have a sidebar with you. Were you annoyed with what was the what was the one that Ryan Johnson directed? That was uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Okay, were you as frustrated with it as I was? I was not really. Yeah, like what the starship can only go so fast. They can go to light speed, but they can only like like go this fast. That didn't that that stuff didn't annoy you. We're dropping bombs on ships in space. Like there's gravity in space. Well, I mean, they that that, that <laughs> dropping bombs on ships has been there since since the initial ones. They, I mean, okay, but no, but know, I'm the saying Y wings at the uh, yeah the the Death Star fight were bombers. So and okay, but my my frustration with it was obviously like the the movies have taken inspiration from like naval ships and airplanes and things and like. It's sort of like if you had the Pearl Harbor, but in space and they kind of do that kind of stuff. That movie took it to a whole other extreme where it's like, oh, our engines only have enough to go this speed and pace them. We can't get any closer. And it's like, we're not in the ocean. We're in space. It's four dimensions. What are you talking about? Someone turn up, not left or right. It's like not like, oh, we can only go left or right. You can go all around. It's space. And on top of that, you go to light speed, but you can't go faster than like impulse speed whatever the hell it is it's just like we can either go a million miles an hour or five and those are our only options yeah <laughs> nothing <was> in between <laughs> it was either uh hit the nos or <laughs> idle <laughs> that so was the, that yeah. was Sorry. weird yeah I, I i guess i guess when i came to that that whole scene which i mean i guess that was basically the whole movie for yeah those, for those characters <laughs> yeah except I, for the people I that went off I to just, Atlantic City in space, yeah, for no reason. Yeah, we okay. met up with Benicio del Toro yeah. and <laughs> got into all kinds of hijinks. And yeah, we can talk. We, you and I yeah, should. Yeah, talk, yeah. We, we should do this again because, by the way, this is the first, uh, our first shot at doing Star Wars, and then we'll continue to do more 
So we can talk about that in eight. Uh, can we talk about podcast episode specials in the future? In in the sequels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're doing one at a time. Too so it's going to take a many while. sequels. I know. I feel like I'm painting it a bad picture. I loved it. Like, okay. I, yeah. I did love it. And I see why you make this your personality. Like I would too. Yeah. I would absolutely would. But I saw Lord of the Rings first. <laughs> no, you, well, Harry Potter. No, Lord of the Rings. I, I read first. Oh, okay, that was okay. my first like foray into fan. I'm a big reader. Yeah. But I, I'm going to say this. Yeah. I have misophonia where it's like certain noises like make my head feel like it's going to explode. Okay. I had to mute the scenes, the scene with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader and the sound that the lightsabers was making put. I don't even know how to describe it. I wanted to fucking murder someone. (laughs) It hurt my brain so bad. But when I'm watching all the other shows, it doesn't. So maybe it's just like 1977. Whatever frequency they're doing there. Okay. But um, I got behind it. You know, like some people watch those things and they're like, oh, this is so corny. I did not think that at all. Yeah, I think it holds up. Everything they did, I loved. And I the the one scene, I was very proud of myself. Kyle will be too. When um, Luke Skywalker was getting into his little... I don't know what it is. His space airplane. <laughs> X-Wing Starfighter. Okay. When he's getting into his space airplane, uh, he's got his little orange jumpsuit on. And I was like, when we were, I was done watching it. I said to my fans, I was like, wait, is that the same outfit that the guy is wearing in Mandalorian at the end that asks Mando if he wants a job? And he was like, yes, good job. <laughs> it's the same job. And I felt so fucking proud of myself. Yeah. That was it. That was yeah. it. I mean, you're a dog lover. Do you notice like them wearing like essentially the the, the Perina dog food logo as like Did a not. badge or something? Did yeah. not. <laughs> but I will say because we don't feed our dogs Purina. Yeah. But I will say that I watching it. I'm a little sad that I didn't get to watch it in 1977 in a movie theater. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel like I really missed out. Yeah. And again, watching that 70s show, if anyone's seen these episodes the way Kyle said that he made his whole personality. Eric Foreman like is fucking obsessed. Yeah. And I was always like, oh, that's cute. And having watched, I'd be like, yeah, I feel like everybody was. I feel like that was in the 70s. Honestly, what else were you going to do? Yeah. But kids probably went and saw that like two, three times a day. Yeah. It was it was big. To your point, it got (laughs) re-released in theater. So it was released in 77, got re-released in 81, you said. And then what year was uh, Return uh, Return of the Jedi? I'm sorry. Wait, wait, no. Empire Strikes Back. That's the one I'm thinking of. I I think that Empire Strikes Back was 1980. Okay, I say 80 or 81. So that comes out. In, if that comes out in 80, then they then think, still re-released New Hope in 81 again. Like it was big. It was huge. People were obsessed with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's 1980. Confirming. Okay. Yeah. And then I believe Return of the Jedi was. 82. So it came out pretty quick. Like they were like, yeah, oh, get them into production. I mean, they got, they got better at the things they were doing. Yeah. Which, uh, a fun fact yeah. about story about the success of the first movie. Yeah. So while the movie was being released, yeah. like George Lucas was so convinced that it was going to be a failure that he was not around for the 
the theatrical release. He was on vacation in in like a remote area, I think in Hawaii, with Steven Spielberg, and they were writing Indiana Jones. Jesus. Basically, or like pitching it to each other. Yeah. And so, because he was convinced it was going to fail. So like, either gets a call or gets back to, you know, gets back to the mainland and goes, Have you seen these numbers? Okay. Yeah. Another fun fact about it, um, he had very little uh, stake in the success of the movie, mm-hmm. but he had, uh, I think, 100% stake in merchandise. That I knew. And that yeah. was the big thing, too, like for him and, and getting all the money yeah. that he made was yeah because of, th- and this was the movie that really made uh, movie-based toys. Yeah, yeah. Like the Star Wars action figures are really what started the whole craze of merchandising yeah. things and continues it very well today yeah it's insane to says me. kyle who jerked off to <laughs> princess leia allegedly. action figure allegedly allegedly yeah <laughs> wait i'm gonna ask a controversial question yeah. to all of you i know that take clone wars animated movie off the table kyle favorite star wars movie for you guys go mine's a new hope guys <laughs> only one i've seen but you guys go ahead I'm curious. I want to hear yours because I mean, well, you know, I, well, yours I feel like is the more important one, so I'll get mine out of the way. Um, I'm gonna go with original, tr- original three, and I'll go with Empire Strikes Back, which is probably the most like c- not controversial opinion of them all because it's it's like yeah, no, everyone loves that one. It's it's probably the best one. Now we'll ask Kyle. <laughs> I, I I agree. Uh, Empire Strikes Back's also my favorite one. Yeah, it's uh, it's. It, it it just is the perfect culmination of the middle of this story. Yeah. And just, you know, just the shock value of everything you're seeing for the first time is the snow planet, the snow monsters, the, you, you know, you're getting into the, the emperor for the first time. Yeah. Is, uh, is, is known now and you're building the story. You get, you know, Han gets taken. Yeah. Uh, frozen in carbonite. Like, yeah. Cloud City, just all this stuff where oh, it takes uh, you to all these places. You know, Lando Calrissian. I was going to say, Lando Calrissian. We meet Lando. Boba Fett. Yeah. Boba Fett, who, whose first appearance, actually, fun fact, was in the Star Wars Christmas special <laughs> in an animated, in some little animated short there. There was an animated short yeah, there? Yeah, it was I, like, because it was like a hodgepodge of different things. Yeah. yeah two, for- and then they put him in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. He was, I mean, he was there a little bit. Like, he's such a, like, obviously he doesn't speak or anything, so he's kind of in the background there-ish. But, yeah, Amanda, because this connects to a lot of what you're saying anyway, for for context, this movie was so impactful in pop culture and how people were going to the movies to watch it over and over again, and it was gigantic. They were like, we have to, we have to get in on this. And so someone decided to um, greenlight a Star Wars Christmas special. But now I think that will be my favorite. Well, yes or no. Well, here's the thing. Kyle knows me. Think of, now. I've actually never seen it. You've never seen it on purpose. I'm assuming. I I feel like if it was in front of me, I'd watch it. But the uh, the best way to describe it is uh, I've never watched it in full. But the best way to describe it is if if a executive who had never seen Star Wars heard that Star Wars was a huge hit, and we should do something with it. In the holiday season's coming. Um, and just got like a list of the characters and it's like, oh, that's a like, oh, th- who's this Chewbacca guy? Like fun, like 
Kids must love him. He looks like a giant puppy dog. Okay, let's give him a family, and uh, let's oh, let's call uh, let's call Luke Skywalker back. But he's been on vacation in South Florida. Doesn't matter. Bring him back as literally as tanned as he could be. He looked like who was the who was the actor from the eighties who like just was known for just like the the just he had he was constantly tan. He was basically Miami, Florida in human form. Fabio. <laughs> No, I'll I'll remember his name. <clears throat> David Hasselhoff. No, I'll find his name. It's a, it's a reference that no one's going to get anyway. But anyway, the point is hey, Bosch. The, the people came back, but what's really funny, I mentioned before how there were like tons of attempts to uh rip off Star Wars and do like Star Wars like sort of movies but with cheaper budgets and like couldn't afford the costumes or the special effects. That is the Star Wars Christmas special. It is if you take the money away and the special effects and the costumes and all those things and just throw everyone in and say, you're, you're in a Star War. Just go. Just It's Christmas in Star Wars. Just, just act. Just sing to the camera. That is the Star Wars Christmas special. And there's some weird story built around Chewbacca's family and they're going to have Christmas and they're like little Chewbacca running it. around. There's baby no. Chewbacca's? No. If you, if you like Are little- Are they cute? <sighs> No. No. <laughs> From what I've seen, they're horrifying. Yeah. If you want little cute things like that, I'm Googling it. You can get to the movie, uh, you can get to um, uh, Return of the Jedi, which has, what were those things called, Kyle? Ewoks. Ewoks, yeah. I've, yeah, they're cute. I've seen them. Okay. They're, they're in the shows. Yeah, yeah, you might like Ewoks. On the Force Moon of Endor. <laughs> my fa- my um, dog looks like an Ewok, right? Doesn't Falcor look like an Ewok? Yeah, yeah. He, he has a. <laughs> Huge resemblance. Uh, so there you go. So you, you you would enjoy those. They have that going for you. But don't watch the Star Wars Christmas special. It's yeah, famously uh, bad. George Lucas famously does everything in his power to wipe it from the internet. Oh my god, they're so scary. <laughs> you pull up a picture. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like they just kind of put fur on one of the Ninja yeah. Turtle heads. <laughs> fur That's- on Ninja Turtle. That's horrifying. Yeah. And they just, yeah, they have teeth. <laughs> you can see their eyes behind so it. Scary. You ever you ever see a dog where it's like, oh, my God, they have like weird human eyes behind their their head, like the fur. I like that. The, this dude, looks weird. like, honestly, nightmare fuel. Yeah. I will say uh, the first video that pops up is the most disturbing moments of the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> I think that's actually just the full special. <laughs> Number one, the entire special. Yeah. And Mark Hamill, I love Mark Hamill. He is a wonderful human being. It's for so many reasons. But they called him back from a vacation on the equator to come do this and just slapped orange on him for some reason. or like, And he just looks like he's, it's just. Can, can I just say yeah. that, again, I'm sad I didn't get into this earlier in my life. Okay. Oh, I have a good story that I, I almost forgot to tell. Okay. Star Wars was on in my middle school growing up in sixth grade. <laughs> sixth grade. Um, I had gotten my first period that morning and we were taking a trip <laughs> to. <laughs> this is what it's like to podcast with me, Kyle. Uh, we were taking a trip to Medieval Times, a school <sighs> trip. Okay. And they had Star Wars playing on the TV. <laughs> But I had a boyfriend at the time and I got my first French kiss Ooh. while it was playing and I did not watch the movies. But that's okay. the closest I ever got. 
It was a very big day for me. I feel like the universe so has it told you. So holds some nostalgia already. <laughs> Just holds some nostalgia. The music in the background and you're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I'm getting Abs- tingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but I, I, it was a very big day. Yeah. Um, I remember growing up when we were little, like I had cousins that fucking loved Star Wars. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this must be like a really scary movie. That's why our family didn't show it. Meanwhile, my parents didn't care what we watched ever. But I... I think that the Harry Potter kids now yeah. are going to be the Star Wars adults. Yeah, absolutely. In like 20 years. Yeah. And so I have to be so kind to people because that's, <laughs> I can't say anything. But what's funny about it too is, I, and I know why we didn't see it. I can tell you right now because we've been over this. It wasn't on HBO. That's the answer. Yeah. And we had a black box and all we got right. was HBO. You and I grew up on HBO. It was our babysitter. But uh, I think by the 90s, it wasn't on HBO. And so we never watched it. That was it. The end. So that's why we never came across Star Wars as kids. Okay. Hot take. Yeah. These new ones like Rogue One and Natalie Portman was in one, right? Where she's like a queen. <laughs> Abla Dabla. Amadabi. Amadabla. Kyle is melting. Uh, uh, yeah. She was in the uh, all the prequels. Yeah. So she was in one, two, and three. Name? Uh, Padme Amidala. I was so close. <laughs> you were, you were close. You were close. Yeah, she was the uh, queen of Naboo. Yeah, I'll, the I'll, home planet of uh, the Nabooans, yeah. I guess, and well, also uh, the Gungans, Jar Jar Binks. Now, I have avoided. I this is not a joke. I have avoided the prequels like the plague. I've never seen them. I've seen the sequels. I've never seen one, two, and three. Uh, maybe I've seen pieces here and there, but correct me if I'm wrong, because I think this will blow her mind too. Uh, Natalie Portman is is Luke Skywalker's mom, right? Yes. Okay. And Leia's mom. Yes, and Leia's mom. By relation. Yes. <laughs> and birth. What are you doing, Step Skywalker? It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> She's hot. Yeah. She's hot. You know what I do want to mention? Yeah. Have you guys all seen the clip of Adam Scott on um, Jimmy Kimmel when he talks about how he invited... Mark Hamill to his seventh birthday party. No, and he didn't show up. I, I have seen uh, this. I cry every single time. If I see it scrolling through TikTok or YouTube, oh, I cry. Doesn't he come out? Like doesn't, he comes yeah. out and his little pinky is like shaking. It's like, and he starts to cry. And at that moment, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that would be you, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus. If I, if, if Mark Hamill just, if I passed him on the street, I'd just pass out. I think, I think I'd just fall to the ground. I, I have I what's funny is I've met the robots. <laughs> I'm trying to think who I've met from the movies. But when my in my last radio job, the uh C3PO and R2D2 came in and it was funny because it's just roaming around and it's talking to people and I just like look around the crowd and there's a guy kind of like if he, if you have a hoodie, you have like pocket in the back, but he had his arms behind his back and he was controlling uh R2D2 with his hands behind his back. Just like pressing buttons, like like you know, muscle memory okay. kind of thing. I'm gonna say, like you guys can say, like whatever character development you want. To me, C3PO mm-hmm. had the best character arc of that whole oh, movie. He, he, he says, was so mean to R2D2, and I was yeah. getting so upset. Like I had to pause. Yeah, I said to my fiance, "I was like, is he so mean all the time?" Yeah. And then at the end, he loves him. Well, what's funny too is that's R2-D2, what I get out of the movie. They guys. C3PO have like a like buddy relationship where c3po is all like white like wound tightly and c3po is like fuck it i want to go over here 
And then C-3PO, he just goes beep. I mean, well, R2-D2 just goes beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. And that's basically him going, dude, fuck off. I want to go over here. I'm going over here. And that's their entire relationship. And it's all done through. That's my entire relationship as well. I am the R2-D2 and my fiance is a C-3PO. Kyle, confirm. Uh, confirm. Yeah. So uh, fun fact yeah. as well. Uh, C-3PO and R2-D2, the only two characters in all nine movies. All nine, as far yeah. as I as far as I know. Well, wasn't there a theory um, that the movie, all the movies, were really just the recollection of of R two D two because he's the one who is present across all the stories, and so there was a theory being like the Star Wars saga is just R two D two remembering everything that happened and really retelling the story as a robot because he was the only one present. Uh, I if you say so, <laughs> if you say so, and that sounds cool. Yeah. A little dark, a little weird. Yeah. You know, the memories of a of a robot. <laughs> do do R2D2's dream of yeah. electric skywalkers? Well, because C3PO, they were like reset somewhere, right? Doesn't he like doesn't he like forget everything or something? I don't think so. It was in like not the Ryan Johnson Ma- one. What's the other maybe. one? Maybe. I th- I think you're right. I do I you know the, the newer ones I have only seen once each, I think. Really? Maybe twice each for uh for the Force Awakens, yeah. Um, I will say, Rise of the Skywalker. I think Rise of the Sky. No, no, no. What was the middle one? That Rise of Skywalker. It was, okay, I, I forget which one it was, but it was the first time I ever went to the movies by myself in my entire life. Uh, my wife and kid were away for the weekend, and I was like, "Oh, I want to see this movie." And like Alamo Draft House had like one seat available. I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go." Never done that in my life. Gone to a movie by myself, and I went and I loved it. And then I was, I was like, "Oh, I want to go see it again," but I, now I can bring my family. And they can come see it with me. I don't think it was the Ryan Johnson one because I hated that one so much. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. He's they're doing prank phone calls over radios now. What what movie is this? Who wrote this? It just it fell out of the universe because the universe does take it seriously. Until you get to the Ryan Johnson movies. Yeah. Movie. And to be clear, sorry. I mean, the confusing thing to me about that is people had to sign off on that script. People had to like. They gave way too much autonomy. If yeah. if the, for them to be so upset with how it came out and how much it diverted from yeah. things, like I I don't think story wise it killed where J.J. Uh, Abrams was taking it. I don't think it like. Wait, you say you don't think it killed it? I don't think it killed it. I, I don't Wait, think there's you know. I, <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm not. I mean, the context of the the spaceship chase weird oh, no 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 wait i'm gonna take oh, a step so, back i'm gonna wait I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell amanda because she doesn't understand this and i feel better okay. if i explain it to someone so uh oh jj abrams i forgot his name for a second did the first of the new uh movies which what was the first what was that one called do you remember the I remember. force awakens the force awakens right that's the one with ray we introduced ray to the series and we have a whole movie yada 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 at the end of the movie like the whole thing is like where is luke skywalker luke skywalker isolated himself on a planet. No one knows why he just disappeared. He'd like, like maybe a clue here and there, but never gave anyone a full answer into where he went. She finds the answer, finds out where he went, goes, goes to meet Luke Skywalker. She brings him his lightsaber and the movie ends with her meeting him, finding him and he's been isolated. He hit himself and music swells and Ray extends her arm out and holds out his lightsaber to him. Like basically like the world, the universe needs you, Luke Skywalker. And then music swells, end of movie, right? 
So it's like, whoa, like look, the next movie, Luke Skywalker's back. We've been like, we watched a whole movie, a Star Wars movie without Luke Skywalker. You haven't seen him since Return of the Jedi back in the 80s. The next movie opens, <laughs> the Ryan Johnson movie. So J.J. Abrams did the, uh, I'm going to keep the numbers right. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and nine. The middle one, eight, went to Ryan Johnson. And we talked about this briefly during the- Glass Onion episode. Glass right? Onion okay. episode where I was angry at him. And so the movie opens- You did say that you were angry at him about this. The movie opens and- Luke Skywalker takes the lightsaber. So it's continuing that scene and he just chucks it over his shoulder off a mountain and just walks away. That doesn't seem awesome. No. And this is like Ryan Johnson. Like he could have like, all right, it's it's, literally it's passing the baton. If you're in a race and someone runs and passes the baton, JJ Abrams was passing him the baton of the franchise and saying, you take the next lap. And then Ryan Johnson physically and literally and wait, no, literally (laughs) And figuratively took that <laughs> and threw it away. And funny enough, Mark Hamill, that saint of a human being, has never said out loud that he hated it, <laughs> like the arc of his character. But you've never had a man who will always be like politically correct in that sense and never say a bad thing about anyone come as close as he did to saying, I fucking hated <laughs> what they did to my character in that movie because they completely threw out the arc and did stuff with his character and stuff. I mean, but all you need to know is where JJ Abrams, like music swelling, like, like holding out the lightsaber, the audience who like, you're seeing that the everyone's going bonkers. Luke Skywalker's back. And then Ryan Johnson, everyone comes rushing to see the next film because they want to see Luke Skywalker, like don the robe, uh, hold the lightsaber, return to the battle, save the universe. And he goes, "Eh, I don't want to do it anymore. It just throws it over his shoulder off a mountain. Literally the entire movie was spent like, like, oh, we found this lightsaber. It was Luke Skywalker's, the man who saved us from the rebel forces and all this other stuff. Yeah, like the last 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. of Force Awakens is Ray climbing this mountain, <laughs> this like mossy, grassy yeah. mountain surrounded by r- roaring oceans to, to, to give this lightsaber back to its owner. And then Ryan Johnson's like, would it be funny if he's like milking like a cow thing and it has like blue milk and then he drinks it and he's like, ah, refreshing. Everyone's like, oh, it's gross. It's blue. We can sell them the theme parks. Like the whole movie was just like taking all the canon and all the whole reason all the Star Wars fans came running to see the sequel and said, ah, we're going to make fun of you now. Like you want to see Luke Skywalker? Nah, he doesn't want to do that. And then just like tosses shit. It was just. And then J.J. Abrams came back. and was like, I got to I got to fix all of that. I gotta fix. I gotta. I gotta get this train back on track. Wait, Kyle, doesn't Luke Skywalker get his lightsaber back in the Mandalorian? Is that a thing? Oh yes. I mean, he he has his lightsaber. Well, but at, at in the in the context of the Mandalorian, he's not lost it yet. Oh, I had no idea where it was in the timeline. So yeah, Mandalorian. Okay. Uh, the Mandalorian show takes place right after Return of the Jedi. Uh, within a couple okay. years of the end. I was going to ask you, I, that was a question I had when I watched the first season of The Mandalorian. I'm not caught up on it, but I've watched the first season. And I said to my wife too, I'm like, I don't know if that's actually Yoda or Babe. Because I was like, well, maybe this takes place before that. But then obviously you have the Rebel Alliance, you have all that stuff. So it's like, all right, well, it can't be that. But I never knew what the timeline was. and It was never explained but I guess at some point, I don't know, I haven't, I'm not up on the series, but I guess at some point it was explained. 
Yeah, it was it was explained. I I think it was at least alluded to at the beginning. And there there's the iconic scene where there's stormtrooper helmets that are kind of impaled on stakes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like dirtied. So it kind of gives you a sense of like the Empire was taken down. These are the stormtrooper helmets and the the, the helmets of the clones and stormtroopers change and they kind of have a timeline of their own. Okay. So seeing stormtrooper helmets tells you exactly when the timeline is, which yeah. is right after Return of the Jedi. Okay. And it and that's why the Empire's not as powerful and they're hiding in the shadows. Because yeah. before then they would have just annihilated <laughs> the planet that they were on because yeah. they had a a, a giant yeah. <laughs> Death Star that just killed planets. Pew pew. Uh so so that's also why it works in the Mandalorian because the Empire itself is struggling to stay alive. Yeah. So that's why like a lone Mandalorian, a little baby frog creature can <laughs> can can thwart the Empire. Well, also funny, I, I feel like I keep trying to ruin the next movies for Amanda, even though she only watched the first one, but I will throw this out there too. So the first movie is them and they have this brand new starship, right? And they're just like, you know, we're going to blow up planets with it. And they blow up one uh, as Leia's spoiler alert. And then Alderaan Alderaan. And then what do you think the next movie's about? They're going to blow up another planet or their ship gets blown up. Well, no, it did get blown up at the end of, I don't know if you were paying attention or you were still like, Oh, that Leia's hot. But like at the end Probably. of Star Wars, a new hope, they oh, blow right. up the Death yes, Star. Yes, 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 you're okay. right. Okay. It's yeah. the big kablooey at the end. What do you think they do the next movie? I'm nervous. What? They just try to build a new one. Oh my God. <laughs> it's called the second Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very creative name. It's like, God damn it. That was such a good ship. All right. Let's build it again, but not put in that like little tunnel so they can blow it up. Which is also kind of funny because if you own a Death Star Lego set, <laughs> this is basically what you do is build it, accidentally drop it, and then try to build it again. <laughs> Kyle's life in a nutshell. Those things are, I don't understand. Anyone who, do you own one of those? No. Okay. No. <laughs> we, it was either my mortgage payment or uh, or the Lego. It's how much is that Lego set? Uh, I, I guarantee it's over two hundred dollars. Uh, I mean, like it's, a no, single it's little spaceship, like it costs like thirty to forty dollars. Like yeah. it's insane. The <laughs> prices on these like like Legos are way overpriced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, where Amanda we? gasped at the price. What was the price? Well, yeah, the. <laughs> Well, one is on sale at Amazon for $1,479. Yeah, $200 was a little off. At there. that price, it should come built. Yeah. <laughs> With a blowjob. From Leia. From Lego. Yeah, <laughs> from Leia. Leia, God damn it. <sighs> well, here's something to talk about before we yeah. get too far away from uh, the droids. Yeah. Okay. Uh, R2-D2 and uh, C-3PO. So... The it's kind of one of the weird things that you said you've avoided the prequels. So, like C three PO is introduced in the first movie, The Phantom Menace, yeah, as being built by Anakin Skywalker. Yes, okay, that I I, I knew so that. Part, Anakin yeah. Skywalker builds C three PO, yeah, like from spare parts, yeah, and also. R2-D2 is already around. Yes. Yeah. You just want to. And R2 eventually becomes Anakin's droid. 
Yeah. So like if Anakin's flying a a, a starfighter, R2D2 is in there. So that also brings questions of why Darth Vader isn't like R2D2? <laughs> Wait. C3PO? What are you doing or- here? Where's when does the orange one show up? The circle orange Oh, BB8? That's uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, that was when Disney bought the rights to Star Wars and then was thinking about merchandising rights and what else they can, what new things they can. He's cute. I like him. Yeah. He's a ball. He's a soccer ball with a personality. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just (laughs) flying around. And wait for it. um, To jump ahead completely on things. Yeah. Talking about droids. uh, Ahsoka. Uh, is a new show, a new Star Wars show. I think it's the next one coming out. Okay. But there's a droid in there that was in a one of the other animated series. The droid's name is Chopper. Okay. And I guarantee if you watch this show, Chopper will probably be your new favorite droid. Why? If they do it right. Yeah. Because it's uh, in the animated show, it's Star Wars Rebels. Okay. Which takes place after Revenge of the Sith. And before uh, A New Hope. Okay. And it basically is uh, probably the same timeline as, as Andor. Yeah. Where they're building the the rebels that are, okay. are, are growing against the Empire. Yeah. And and Chopper's just like the droid for this one little team of of rebels. Yeah. And it's just, just in the animated series alone. Yeah. That was one of my favorite. Just... Different, like, uh, just funny in a different way. Yeah. Well, I'm also as I'm watching Amanda's re- expressions to all this. Just so you know, this is that's how I feel when anyone talks about Harry Potter things or what's the spinoff movies for the Harry Potter franchise. The uh, we don't have to talk about those. Okay, but what are those called again? Just you can Fantastic Beasts. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are they come from? Yeah, exactly. When he's like, oh, the the drone, the the Clone War series versus the Rebels, Rebels, like. Like that is to me because I'm like, oh, I, lo- I like Star Wars. But like there's a point where I'm like, all right, that's I'm I'm not that deep into it to to be able to like know all those things or watch them. Kyle is. I think we just birthed a new podcast where <laughs> Kyle just each episode unpacks a singular movie and or TV show in the Star Wars universe because he didn't do any homework. <laughs> we didn't even tell him he was doing this until about 20 minutes before we recorded. Yeah. Resident expert. Yeah. Better than I would do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any computers open or yeah. anything. <laughs> We're sitting here with like, I got to pull up notes. You're just like, no, I got, I got my brain. We'll do Good. a podcast in real time. Yeah. While the show is on. And I'll just give play by play commentary. <laughs> All right. But wait, before we could, we, we've been talking Star Wars for like an hour. Amanda. So beyond Leia being, just like you went off. I ha- I now based on the stories you've told now, my, my yes. hypothesis is you heard the music. It spurred memories from your adolescence. And then mm. you're just like, oh, I'm like horny. No, yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, I just I kind of put myself in like. Not to cross nerd streams if we're like two nerds pissing in the same toilet. <laughs> I'm not trying to cross our nerd streams here, but the way that I felt when I first saw the Harry Potter movies and that music hit, you know, like that first time I got to hear the Harry Potter music or when I went to universal and I saw Hogwarts for the first time, I cried full disclosure and it is a surreal feeling. And I'm very jealous of people in the seventies that got to sit in a movie theater 
and just see those words scrolling across the screen, which I think is so fucking crazy that it was just a long, giant piece of paper. (laughs) It's nuts. But that feeling like you can't replicate that. I mean, like Kyle said, he saw the movies with his dad and knowing his dad, he probably made it like the best experience ever because his dad is the best. Yeah. But I'm very jealous of that. And I, I don't get me wrong. I'm, you know, being facetious, but I, I loved it. I, Mm. I also loved watching Mandalorian. It was like, I had to be forced to do it. Yeah. And then once I did it, I fucking loved it. And then he was like, Oh, Boba Fett, you want to watch that? Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, let's watch that. Yeah. So I, I love the world because there is so much, but even watching Mandalorian, I've now three seasons in my fiance is like, Oh, look at the fucking, he's on the who's he, what's he machine. It goes across (laughs) the sand. Kyle, what's those called? Oh, oh, uh, do you stump him? Yeah. Wait. Well, which episode? Wait, Hold on. There's there's some. Oh, no, it's not oh. a. T- it goes across a, a sand crawler. Yeah. Sand, sand crawler. crawler. There you yeah. go. Oh. Okay, so those things. But like, I don't know the names of those things. Yeah. And he's got them like they're at the ready. So I love people that love the worlds that they love the way yeah. that I love mine. And I. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I waited till this moment to watch it because there were so many, you know, like you have that thing at parties for never have I ever back when you're in college. And it's like, what's that one thing you can fuck everyone up with? Yeah. I had two. I've never eaten Chipotle and I've never yeah. seen Star Wars. Ah. Now I've done both. We've taken it away. So yeah. I've got nothing. Yeah. Literally nothing. <laughs> well, if you were at Chipotle, you, you have diarrhea. I so. have Crohn's like, disease. <laughs> I had it standing outside of Chipotle. So It's like Han shit first. Yeah. <laughs> So, yes, that is my mm. synopsis. And okay. um, I'll let Kyle uh, sing us off with the love of Star Wars. Kyle, tell us why it's so magical. All right. For the next hour, we're going to talk. About- <laughs> no. All right. It's, uh, it's the universe that was created, which is wonderful. And I, I do want to say, uh, checking out the there's another show on uh, Disney Plus called Industrial Light and Magic. Yes, and just the first two episodes of that that deal with the making of Star Wars, where George Lucas wanted to make this movie, and they were like, "Well, the special effects don't exist." Don't exist. So he's like, "All right, I'm going to start a company that does it." And just the the stuff they did, where the spaceships in in Star Wars are not moving, the camera moves. To make the and it's layers on top yeah. of each other, and just these scenes where they, uh, I forget what they're called, but it's basically somebody is drawing uh, some of the scenery in. Oh, like a, like a matte the, painting. Yeah, matte, yeah, yeah. It's matte painting. Yeah, yeah. Just that stuff, which I didn't even know. Yeah, like I had no idea that all that. Was yeah. like that, and yeah. I was like, this, "This is amazing." So that that story itself, seeing the the making of it, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, they created um, a lot. I mean, there's a lot of special effects. I'm a special effects nerd when it comes to that kind of stuff, and I will say, like, I've watched things about, um, uh, like the making of, uh, Back to the Future, and especially like when the when the DeLorean's flying. If you think about uh, special effects back in the 80s and the 70s. They were like, oh, we'll just put it against like a black curtain or whatever. and We'll just do the thing. But when you're trying to create space and like with Back to the Future, for instance, like they picked a DeLorean. It's made out of um, uh, not aluminum foil, um, stainless steel. So it reflects light. So whoops, it easy. You can't just like put on a black backdrop or a white backdrop. You got to do 
multiple passes and a lot of the industrial light and magic studio like they created that stuff there was a uh oh, i'm gonna forget the name now but it was like a crane that they, it was computerized they can like redo the same shot over and over again so they can pass the same like spaceship or whatever multiple times with white behind it black behind it and then just like merge those two things together to make it like a realistic looking thing but yeah i mean I will give George Lucas credit for all the shit I can give him for the sequels. Wait, didn't prequels. John Favreau create a bunch of technology for the Mandalorian <laughs> the and those from, shows too? The guy from Swingers? Uh, yeah. No. no, what they did on that show though, which was really I, unique. I know that like I had listened to a podcast where yeah. people are crediting him for the technology he created. Well, he didn't for create that kind it, of stuff. but what he did do was he was probably the first person to um, embrace the new style of these backdrops. So normally when they would film these things like all the Marvel movies and everything, they're just drying green screens or blue screens, depending on the color palette they have to use. And, uh, the Mandalorian, the majority of the first season, any outdoor scenes and stuff is basically a giant curved led wall where they just put up the background. But then as the camera moves, so does the parallax kind of thing of the background. So like if, you know, uh, uh, Pablo, uh, Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal, Jesus, Zaddy. Um, <laughs> don't you ever talk bad about my man. If he's walking to the left across the screen, they need to parallax the background. So it looks like he's moving with like the camera's moving with him and the background's moving. They do that all in a computer now with an led backdrop. So if all of a sudden they're like, Oh, we're in space. They just go beep. And then just the entire backdrop is that they don't need to do it in post. They can do it in real time. And so the light is also reflecting off them. So if he's doing a scene where they're outdoors walking in the desert, he is lit from the LED wall plus the lights in the studio to make him look like he's outdoors. So they embraced that technology. And I think at the time, too, because it was like during the pandemic also where it's like, oh, we can't go shoot on location anymore right now. We have a studio. We have a giant LED screen. We can do all of our scenes in one studio and never leave. And so John Favreau embraced that and suddenly it's like, oh, we can do this cheaper. We can do it in real time. The actors can respond to the backdrop that we would normally put in post. So, um, you know, it's like when you watch some of the behind the scenes for like the Marvel movies and, you know, Thanos is literally what's his name with a like a popsicle stick on his head that Josh like, Brolin. Yeah. Josh Brolin's got a popsicle stick on his head with a picture of Thanos. And that's who, you know, they're talking to. They're talking to a popsicle stick. Um but I didn't mean to interrupt Kyle's. No, so I blacked out talking about that because I got very no, excited. That was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, to, to expand on that. Yeah. So what uh, the graphics they use are actually it's a video game engine. Yeah. Too. So that's what the world creating is. And then when they pan that camera. Yeah. It's like you're in a video game. So that's where the yeah. uh, camera and the background, the setting, everything yeah. changes with that. And it actually was technology that they started. When Favreau did Lion King for oh, Disney, that's actually okay, yeah. my understanding is that's where they kind of like created that because then they had the actors in there. Yeah. But the actors also, tr I think they translated to yeah. the animals in well, the. I don't think I Beyonce was dressed up as a lion. It. I don't know if she's like on set. She was dressed up as a Mandalorian <laughs> and then they used the graphics. Yeah. John, John Favreau back when he was in Swingers. I don't know. <laughs> Swingers can be done all on this LED backdrop now in one studio. We don't need to leave. Um, but yeah, and I will, by the way, I, I concur. I highly recommend on Disney Plus, if you're a nerd, there are a handful of documentaries they do. 
One that I tell everyone about, which name I don't remember, maybe I can pull it up and remember, that talks about the history behind the Disney Animation Studio. And what I like about, there's also one about like the Disney parks and like them building that. The one thing I'll give them credit for, for a giant corporation like Disney, they take a swipe at themselves. Like there's parts where like they have like Michael Eisner on and he's like, yeah, I fucked up in the 90s. I shouldn't have did that. That was a big mistake. People told me I was wrong. I was wrong in hindsight. Like I've never seen a documentary made by a company that admits, oh, we screwed that shit up. We shouldn't have done that. Um, so I love all their documentaries. They've done the the ones in the parks, the ones in the Disney Animation Studio is great. Um, that talks about like the history of like how like if you've gone back and watched Disney Animation in the eighties, it was a fever dream. Like Tim Burton was an animator. That's kind of all you need to know about how shit was back then. And then they're like we could do better. And then Michael Eisner brought in Jeffrey Katzenberg and then suddenly they're making uh little mermaid and lion King and Aladdin and all those movies. Um, anyway, I, I blacked out again. Jesus Christ. I keep doing that. But, uh, yeah, star Wars. And that I got for as much crap you give, you can give, um, uh, George Lucas. He built the, that technology. It was used in a lot of Steven Spielberg and George Lucas movies. So you mentioned, um, the movie they were writing in Hawaii or Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones. Raiders of the Lost Raiders Ark. of the Lost Ark. Yeah, get it right. Um, and then Back to the Future used ILM technology and a bunch of others. I forget which other ones. Yeah, it goes on. Basically, goes all the way through to Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they were in charge of that and just seeing them also use that to basically yeah. they created the three D graph. Like yeah. one of somebody on the team was like messing around with it they weren't supposed to be using it oh really yeah and and he's a very he's an interesting guy he's very much like <laughs> like somebody that if you met you'd be like this guy's an asshole <laughs> but like he just kept working on it and then yeah. you just he knew people were in there watching footage and he just yeah. played it for people and they were like Whoa. wait can we do this yeah and they're like yeah so and it's cool because somebody involved with the ilm yeah uh, was like the the stop motion animator. Yeah. And he was this, uh, I think, dyslexic. Okay. I think he, he was dyslexic and it was like, he couldn't really do much else. And then they create this technology that's like, basically just obliterates his job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, it needs people that understand how things move mm. so it's also like he still had a job okay yeah so there's like intricacies to this you can't just create something and then you yeah. know it has no backbone yeah um i will say the other thing i love about the the original movies to somehow bring it back home there is and now that especially amanda you've since you've seen some of the other newer things i think the old the originals like they're okay with just like showing a ship flying through space and giving you music and showing like there is a battle happening. We don't need to like swing the camera around or constantly be showing you action or like plot. Like it's like, okay, just kind of meandering and telling you the story, but doing it at a, a slower pace. I think that's the other draw to it too. Is just like, it's okay at its own pace. That's which, yeah. which is definitely to be said about the Mandalorian. Cause you have some very slow moments yeah. in that show but it's all building. It's taking its time. It's yeah. it's making the right moves, getting the right background to the story. Yeah, I don't know. I, I watched. I don't know. the The guy from Breaking Bad showed up and 
tried to kill Mandalorian and then I was like, and that was the last episode I saw, I think. I think it was the end of season one I saw. Yeah. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito yeah. as uh, Moff Gideon. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's still around. Yeah. He's still around. Right. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe. Did you know, though, that uh, actually Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. The, so the third movie in the chronology, a lot of people choose that they they make that out to be a perfect movie really which like watching it for myself i remember not thinking that highly of it yeah but like it's like that's that's what's out there that's what people are saying Uh, is that that movie yeah is perfect and i you know what it is it definitely pairs well with the obi or the obi-wan kenobi show well i was gonna say i feel like didn't even talk about we didn't well because this was supposed to be just about one movie, and then we keep. Oh, breaking I didn't up. know that. You didn't know that. Well, you didn't even tell me you were doing the podcast. <laughs> this is because I didn't have enough to talk about. I was like, let's just bring Kyle into it. All right, everyone is. Kyle's here for a meeting, and then we just pulled him into the studio and said, "Hey, because you're going to be on this episode because uh, you know about Star Wars." Thank God. Yeah, and I was texting Sandy and being like, "It's texting a girlfriend." I, I think I might be recording a podcast. <laughs> I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I'll be home late. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt dinner plans. I'm, I'm glad we interrupted dinner plans. But I will say, uh, <laughs> I'll wrap up my portion of this. Yeah. I, I'm glad I watched it. I will watch the others. Yeah. You guys have really fucking made the prequel sound like a bag of shit. <laughs> Uh, but that Hayden Christensen, he's easy on the eyes. I might give it a go, right? Isn't he? Doesn't he play Anakin? Skywalker? Yes, yeah. Actually, Liam Look Neeson. Me, no one names. Wait, Liam Neeson and the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Qui Gon Jinn. And then what's who's the other guy? What's his name? Oh, uh, Ewan McGregor. You, yeah, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Oh, yeah, is, he plays Obi Wan. Yeah, he's yeah. Obi Wan. Yeah. I don't know the the pairing of the two of them when you see I, again I've never seen it but like when you see scenes of them like getting ready to do battle together I'm like they just look like cheesy characters they don't like but as I I, I want to take a dump on that real quick and then the, what I'll come back to is something you said earlier I think what it comes down to is it's whatever you grew up with if it's those movies came out in like the early like literally like 99 and 2000 and 01 so like I think if people like were kids in like 99 2000 2000 like that's where I'm like, all right, I get it. Like you grew up on that. That was your Star Wars because you literally. My three year old niece is watching that. There's like a little like Pixar-y type cartoon. And she always asks to watch it. And they're so cute. It's really cute. But uh, even as. I know this is probably breaking both of your souls. No, 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 no. But I was like, she wanted to watch it the other day. And cause she thinks baby Yoda looks like her little, um, tiny brother, which is not a very nice thing to say. We'll have to revisit that when she's older. But I was like, Oh, this is cute. She's going to like star Wars. Yeah. But I probably would have liked it if I had that when I was little. But Kyle, are you okay with all those movies? Are, are, are like all the media, like all the shows and cartoons and like everything except solo, a star Wars story. Oh man, that one that was, was probably one of the worst things I've ever seen. I, even yeah. parts of it were good or could have been good. Yeah, I, I, I just think I don't think that they developed a solo character at all. Yeah, uh, I didn't mind. It, it just it felt like they were setting up a really, really bad story to yeah. try to 
It just didn't need to exist. That's the biggest thing. Well, for me, I love Phil Lord and Chris Miller, right? Which um, I see those names. I know inside Hollywood, but do you know who they are? Like, do you know what else they've done? I you you can you can keep talking. Okay, so they did Clone High, which was uh, one thing. But then they more importantly, they did the Lego Movie. They did uh, Twenty One Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street. They're doing the Spider Man into the Spider Verse. That was them. They are. Very smart, very funny guys. Um, they were also involved in. Did you ever watch uh, Amanda? I'm talking to you. Uh, did you ever watch the TV show? Um, oh, I forget the uh, um, Last Man on Earth with Will Forte. Yes, yes. Okay, so I did. Yeah, so they were they uh, directed that and produced that. Um, that was a that was a production of theirs. They did the after party on which isn't that that's an Apple TV one. Right? Apple TV. Yes. Yeah. They did that. Um, they're very funny guys. They were the ones doing the solo movie and they were like giving Han Solo a little bit of a comedic spin, but staying within the universe. And famously, Kathleen Kennedy was just like, I'm not happy with the direction this is going. Kathleen Kennedy is the was the head of Lucasfilms at, at Disney. Um, she was not happy with the direction they were going removed them from the film and installed that's dark ron howard but now ron howard nice guy but he was at that point he was a hired gun to come clean up the mess basically reshot the movie reshot i think it was like a little bit less than half or half the movie um so the movie went like way over budget and it came out and it was like people were like i can't even see what's happening it's too dark so would the first version you think have been good i would have preferred to see it like yeah i mean i would watch anything other than that so yeah. let's give it a shot did you like rogue one because that was another one that like i did yeah uh, rogue one's one of my favorites yeah i, would I think say. rogue one is just done very well yeah. and like you you each character you meet you get to know s- so much about yeah. in so little time yeah and you get to fall in love with them yeah and then yeah it's an emotional kaboom. yeah <laughs> but it cool thanks for that yeah it ties together with the original movies, but in a way where, and I guess is, I, I mean, again, I haven't seen it, but I'm assuming that's kind of where like Mandalorian went, which is being like, it's tying to the original trilogy and stuff, but like not so hard in a way that like they, like it's continuing a story or anything. It's just like, Oh, look, there's Luke Skywalker walking by. He's in, we know him like, Oh, this is, this is when he stopped. He mentioned in the movie that he vacationed on, Kablorian and then Mandalorian's on Kablorian and it's like oh there's Luke Skywalker in the background just like he mentioned in that movie so like there's that kind of stuff which I can I can tell you now because I'm realizing that's the only movie you have in your head you know the beginning of Star Wars A New Hope the one you've seen I do I've seen that yes and the whole movie starts out where like they're trying to escape from Darth Vader and he's coming after them and they're like and someone smuggled out like blueprints of the Death Star. Yes. Okay. That is a Rogue One story. Oh, okay. So the Rogue One tells the story of the rebels who completed that covert mission to do that. Okay. Um, okay. It's a great movie. And I love the fact of like they connected that way. I was like, oh, that was really smart. And I was okay with that. Yeah, and it's basically a heist movie. Yeah. Which in, in okay. essence, which also translates to the episodes of Mandalorian where they kind of follow that uh, style of heist yeah. And it's I think it's cool that that's why like all these shows that have come out, which most especially the ones that are in the Mandalorian timeline, Boba yeah. Fett, Book of Boba Fett, and now Ahsoka, uh, like 
they're all I I truly think that they're building a bunch of characters in this world yeah. in between the 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 sixth and seventh film. Yeah. And I think they're gonna try to like stretch that out and keep intertwining them yeah. to the point where like these characters from other films are are gonna come back and yeah. keep popping up and you're gonna kind of have I feel like they're gonna lead up to like an Avengers yeah like hope for the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> And like everybody's in it. And I really thought that one of the coolest things I really like is uh, Tamira Morrison, Uh who plays Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett. Uh So he it's it's really cool that they kept him as the actor to play that because he played Django Fett, Boba Fett's father Hmm. in Attack of the Clones. And he he was his character was the uh, sample tissue, the DNA for the clone army. So like all the clones have his DNA yeah. and Boba is actually his son, but he's a clone, Yeah. but they don't put like the extra quick aging yeah. serum into him. He just, they leave him alone and the clone Wars series surrounds that and they all are modeled after him. Yeah. Th- that actor, but he's not the voice actor. Huh? So they bring him in as the actor. It makes sense. That's what Django looked like. Yeah. That's what that. But they also throw clones into it. I, don't, I think it was Andor, where or or I think where there's an or or Kenobi. I think okay, it's Kenobi where Tamir Morrison is like a homeless clone. Okay, because the clones were famously discarded after. Their use was no longer needed. Okay, because by the time they're stormtroopers, they're no longer clones anymore. Oh, I, I I'm gonna honestly, Kyle just needs a whole podcast. Yeah, about <laughs> I was gonna say one thing because I've, I've only seen certain things. This is a, this is a very rudimentary question, and now I feel like Amanda. I thought like when they talk about clones, like when you see like the hundreds of like robots, are those the, those are the clones? No, no. Oh, so I didn't well, know this. <laughs> You mean like the stormtrooper? At which which point in the prequels? So when you talk about clones, like the Clone Wars, because that was the thing too. Somewhere in the original trilogy, it's like, oh, back in the Clone Wars, like you and my father fought in the Clone Wars, right? Right? Like I think, yeah. And then and then George Lucas is like, well, now we should tell the story of the Clone Wars, and then does that through anim- through the animation series in the prequels. But that's my question: is when they talk about clones. Are they humans? Are they? I don't know what they are. Uh, yeah. Well, they're they're the clones of oh, of humans. So I didn't know like that. One person. So it's 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 thoroughly done in in the Clone Wars. Oh. And they they do a very good job of having the basically the same character face model. Okay. And and voice actor famously like voice hundreds and hundreds. Of yeah, different clones with different voices. Jesus. Okay, and but, it's 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 pretty great what they do with it. Okay, I I mean I I I'm not going to solve this in my brain this, but to whoever worked at Disney for promotion and stuff, this is my 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 issue. Whenever they be like Star Wars, the Clone Wars, they show like those shots of like the hundreds of thousands of robots all lined up in unison in sequence or like perfect lines. The battle like, droids. Okay. I'm like, those are the clones. There's lots of them. The cl- that clones. <laughs> like, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. And when so- he's talking about uh, the, I'm like, 
the fuck yeah. is he talking that's a like, man he's not a robot right yeah exactly that's why i was confused because i'm like wait i thought clones were just little like robots of like those like cheap robots thank that, god you're here kyle uh, yeah. <laughs> all right there's lots of kinds of battle droids you have your battle droid you have your uh and that's it for today <laughs> on uh i will say, well, can i just say one destroyer last thing destroyer droids i will say um so a man uh, to, for a man to say because clearly like this that was the whole point of this episode originally um in the first movie, you have the ba- the baddies. You obviously have Darth Vader. And are there any other like specific baddies? We didn't. We don't. You, to your point, I don't. We didn't get Palpatine. I don't think we get or, to Palpatine. I, yeah, maybe. Pal- I think Palpatine does come up at on like a Skype call, <laughs> like Darth Vader <laughs> Skype calls him. But I don't think he's he's. I, he might be mentioned in the okay. scrolling text at the beginning. Oh, okay, okay. I, I think that's accurate. But Okay, because the reason I say that is because we have other baddies throughout the movies. So there's other like, you know, generals or whatever who are like fighting them and then Darth Vader or someone comes along and is like mad at them. So that, so for the first Star Wars movie, you do have uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Okay, that's where I was going with this. That that bad second baddie in command to our main bad guy in all the movies, my favorite is from Rogue One. Because Ben Mendelsohn, who I love as an actor. I love Ben Mendelsohn. And I love Ben He's Mendelsohn. Wonderful. And and him as that character, just the bad guy, is such I love it so much because he's just such a good bad guy in that movie. And I and you're I'm afraid of him. Like everyone else is just, oh, you're just British. <laughs> I mean, you're trying to be intimidating with a British accent because you're British. That doesn't that doesn't fool me. Um Ben Mendelsohn, who I think is British and puts on an American accent anyway, scares the bejesus out of me watching Rogue One because I'm like, he is an actual bad guy. I don't like he is scary. Um, and especially when he like lisps through everything he says anyway, where he's like, destroy their your ship. But he does it in such like a he's so angry and you're like, oh, my God, that's a he's a scary person. The lisp doesn't stop him from being scary. It makes him more scary somehow. Yeah, he's got that. It, that lisp is really, I think. He could be a terrible actor. I have yeah. no idea. But like that lisp just sells everything. <laughs> he, everything he's in. He's been even when uh, I can't mention and, it. I'm legally not yeah. allowed to mention the movie. He's a bad guy. in. Guys, I feel like this whole episode can be. We were like, oh, we try to keep it around an hour at yeah. 62 minutes. <laughs> we tried to wrap this up. We're hitting the 85 minute mark. And we. But you know what? For what it's worth, just to be clear, I don't know why I'm saying this in the middle of the episode, an hour and a half in, but this is a uh, can we talk about special? This is not a part of our season one or season two. This is a little special we're throwing out for Star Wars Day. So may the fourth be with you. May the day. fourth be with you. Oh, of course. I mean, I, most of the audience is listening to this way after the fourth. We're like, oh my god, would they shut up about? May the 4th. If I have to walk into another office and my office meets are like, hey, happy May the 4th be with you. Um, I'm sure that's annoying the hell out of people. He was also the bad guy. I'm <laughs> going back to Ben Mendelsohn. He was also the bad guy in Ready Player One, where he was a good bad guy there. Too. Yes. So Ben Mendelsohn, great uh, bad guy. Bloodline, Netflix. Oh, yeah. Excellent, excellent performance from movie. him. Or a show. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, the show itself is great, but yeah. like, that's the first thing I saw him in and I was like, yeah, yeah, this this is worth the price of admission. I always see on TikTok. He's, I know he's I, a scroll. He's a scroll, so you could catch him in the Secret Wars. That's right? Oh, yeah, he, he's Captain Marvel. Yes, yeah, yeah Captain yeah. Marvel. Um, uh, Secret Invasion. Mm, that's what's coming. I was gonna say the other thing I was gonna mention too is um, I know I'm not the only one 
who learns about movies that I should watch through TikTok where like someone, some random account is posting 60 second clips of a movie. And I'm like, Oh, I want to see that movie now. That's literally how I watch movies. Like every week I'm like, Ooh, what's a TikTok movie of the week? Uh, there is a Ben Mendelsohn, Ryan Reynolds movie called Mississippi grind that I only know about came out in 2015. Apparently it's some like, I don't even know the plot. It's something about, I don't know. They're gambling. Yeah. Uh, ben Mendelsohn plays a gambling addict. Um, and I only want to see this movie. I don't know if it's good or bad. Um, 91% Rotten Tomato score. So I guess that's why it's on TikTok. But anyway, long story short, Ben Mendelsohn's in that. And it's like the only one I've seen where he's not wearing a suit because in all this, in the Star Wars movies, he's like wearing a uniform. Ready Player One, he's wearing a suit. Um, Bloodline, do you ever see him in just casual clothes? And blo- I, I, it's been a while. Yeah, I, okay. yeah, you see him in kind of yeah. scraggly. But a lot of the stuff he's in, he's wearing a suit and tie or a uniform or something. And so, like, you see him on the cover for this movie and we're just like, oh, what? Ben Mendelsohn wearing, like, a button-up shirt with, like, no tie, just popped open casual buttons? Whoa, who's who's this Who's this guy over here? So, but I love Ben Mendelsohn, yeah. Ben, good. I, my most fam- my my favorite bad guy in this uh, second-in-command bad guy, whatever you want to call it, baddie, in the Star Wars movie, my, my least favorite is that dude from the Ryan Johnson movie. <laughs> I hate that movie so much. Snoke? Is that his? Yeah. Like, the one. Basically, the guy's withering away. The guy. No, no, the, no, no, no. Not, not that guy. The one, the general. Whatever. Oh, uh, uh, played by Dom Hall Gleason. Yeah. The one who's getting Brandon Gleason's. The one who's getting prank son. phone calls. Is really? That's the Bill Weasley. Bill oh, Weasley. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's the one uh, getting prank phone called by by the Rebel Alliance. He's they put me on hold. Ah, he's tricking me. Ah. Yeah, no, that movie sucked, Amanda. Don't watch it. <laughs> I won't be watching that based on this alone. There's a okay. Can we end it? Can I end it by just ranting more about that movie? Because this is not the Stoner movie episode, but I feel like I can go on a fun rant. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> just everybody watch the Clone Wars. Okay, that's important. Again, you were not the and first. Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, you're not the first. And then Ahsoka. Okay, well now I can't. I can't back this up anymore. But no, you're not the first like Star Wars super fan that I've met that's like oh those are those are fantastic the storytelling there is amazing so I'm just saying you're not the only person to recommend okay so that's that's how we're ending this thanks Tom I'm not special (laughs) thanks (laughs) I'm just I'm just backing you up in uh I've heard other people say the same thing I maybe what if I talk about like a Ben Mendelsohn lisp that's the next but that'll be the next podcast yeah it's like you know how like Madonna moved to London and suddenly it's like, why is she talking in a British accent? She's not British. She's from Long Island. Like, what is she doing? And then I'm just going to start talking with a Ben Mendelsohn lisp from now on. Just well, no, it's deeper than that. Yeah, I know. It's in the back of the throat. Like, it's in the... <laughs> a Star Wars villain. Yeah. Fire! I'm going to destroy them. I can't... What's funny, I can't do it because like he was like, he's like, fire everything at them. Like, it's in the back of... It's like his tongue is upside down. It's, it's almost like a slither. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> in the movie, I'm not legally allowed to mention. There's like this one quiet scene where he, I guess I can say the line where he's like, like, who are you? Or what are you? Like, but even like quiet and he's intimidated. Just his, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I like Ben Mendelsohn's voice. I can listen to that all day. Uh, on the last episode you folks listened to, uh, Tom brought us into Family Matters. On this one, welcome to the Ben, ben Mendelsohn <laughs> And cast. It's like, but it's like you 
just dive, just going like full horny on whatever the topic is. I could is. have talked about Pedro Pascal for <laughs> fucking another 90 minutes, but I didn't. I reined it in. When do we get Slave Leia? That's the that's the Return of the Return Jedi. Return of the Jedi okay. at the 23 minute mark. Okay. No, that's not accurate. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like maybe that's the one Amanda should like. Don't bought that so quickly. Yeah. He was like, oh, okay. Yeah. 23 minutes. Yeah, you're right. Makes sense. I just imagine you with a little like action figure. But like, look, Leia, here it comes. <laughs> you have a, when you were a kid, you spoke you like Ben Mendelsohn. You Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> Hello, Leia. <laughs> Sorry, I took that. I'm uh, going to show you my Star Wars. <laughs> oh, man. Can, did he die in the in Rogue One? Is there a chance we see more Ben Mendelsohn? No. Oh, yes, God he did die. He did die. <laughs> well, do you know who 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 you know? Maybe Rogue he was One, cloned. They had, maybe he was a clone. Uh, yeah, he yeah, could he be could a clone. Be, yeah. There's cloning now. Yeah, and they're not so robots. <laughs> all these actors could have more work. Oh, yeah. That's they haven't leaned into that, have guys, they? Guys, guys. Yeah, I'm gonna have to be the mom here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. End of yeah. my synopsis. Right, well, thanks for coming by, Kyle. Now we're going to talk about Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> are you are you this like at up to eleven on any other pop culture movie series franchises? Uh, the Marvel Universe. Okay. Anything to do with that? Um, Lord of the Rings. I can hold my own. Okay. Never seen that. Um, any of them? I'm trying to think of what else. Pretty good. It's pretty good with Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah, I can. I can. I can cast a few spells. So we, we just have to have you back. We have to do like a Marvel movie. Or... I think we should just give him the Star Wars universe at this fucking point. He's earned it. I'll, I'll do some uh, side episode. We'll do some spinoffs. Well, 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 between seasons, we always have a break and we'll have more opportunities to. Is there like an anniversary? We have to check the calendar. Maybe there's an anniversary for Star Wars or Marvel coming up. I, uh, You know what we could do? We should just make some prequels. To the podcast? Yeah. Like... Star Wars? Like, oh, like Young Sheldon? Yeah, like, yeah that was just a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Young Sheldon? <laughs> I really, by the way, I've never seen that show either, and TikTok's doing that I've thing. I've seen it through TikTok. I've seen every episode, I, I think. I, I've seen it only through TikTok, and Bill Ponderosa from Always Sunny is the dad, and I'm like, I don't, I really don't want to like this show, but I don't know. It doesn't, like, what's her name from Roseanne is there? Bill Ponderosa's playing a dad. I'm just, I don't know. I'm like, maybe, maybe show i don't know but when everyone's like oh cbs young sheldon i'm like oh god that's just my that you might as well just say planet mars like it doesn't it's not my thing but uh, tiktok's selling stuff i don't know they always do yeah all right all right well thanks for coming by kyle thank you yeah yeah kyle may the force be with you oh that's evergreen so that's not specific i'm gonna say with the ben mendelson list may the force be with you we'll see you next time Thanks for having me. (laughs) Bye.